Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on SportsGrid for hour number two of the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side with you on this Thursday morning. And we're going to talk a little NBA here. We'll talk about some of the bigger headlines that came out of last night's action. A fun game between the Lakers and the Mavericks. Some teams shorthanded getting the job done. But I want to start with the Portland Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers lost last night to the Memphis Grizzlies on the second leg of a back-to-back as a home underdog, 113-103. to A non-cover in that loss, their seventh consecutive loss and the Portland Trailblazers need to be looking around the landscape and asking themselves is it time to blow it up because it's felt like it's been time to blow it up maybe for a couple of seasons they've held on and understandably so they were the sixth seed last year and they thought that they maybe could make a little bit of a push and they were eliminated by the MVP Nikola Jokic and his squad it was a tough result for them they made a move at the head coach slot they bring in Chauncey Billups and they were hoping for different results last year they had the second worst defensive rating in the NBA they were hoping for different results this year the second worst defensive rating in the NBA Donnie is it time for the Portland Trailblazers to blow it up it it, it is but you know who wants to leave town is the question here CJ McCollum leaves town Mm -hmm. you still leave Damian Lillard and what are we talking about blowing this up meaning let's just say you get a package for I don't know CJ McCollum a couple players and draft picks you trade that out of town and you get draft picks and younger back, then what's the point of having Dame Lillard there who obviously wants to be paid in excess of $50 million a year to be the highest paid player in the NBA? So that's the question I have for the Portland Trailblazers. What is the point of either you're going all in and blowing it up and restarting your franchise by getting as young as possible, tanking, getting high draft picks, or you're not going to do that. Now, the question comes into it here as you take a look at the, the Trailblazers. Yes, they've lost seven in a row. They actually lost 10 of 11. So as they sit 11 and 18, they actually had a decent start to the season here that has completely tumbled and got away from them. But my question, again, is what are we looking at from these trades? Because if, let's just say, it goes to Philadelphia and Dame Lillard isn't included, you get back Ben Simmons, maybe another player or two, that could actually help your team this year. But the point of reference here for the Trailblazers is what are you looking to do? Is it just make the playoffs and pay Damon Lillard a lot of money, get bounced yeah. in round one? That doesn't seem like your fan base would be excited by that or your ownership saying, what type of investment are we going to make in our own product? Because to me, that NBA treadmill, as we like to say, Kevin, where you just make it into the playoffs, get bounced, but you don't have good enough draft picks once you get into the draft where you're missing out on the lottery, that doesn't make a lot of sense here. So Dane Lillard here, if he moved on, along with C.J. McCollum, you can really jumpstart that franchise over the next three to four years and get back into the race and say, hey, we're going to wait out the Golden State Warriors. We're going to wait out the Los Angeles Lakers, and we're going to retool ourselves and maybe make a run around 2025. But what they're doing right Right now, Kevin, doesn't make a whole lot of sense if Dame Lillard is not on the move. They're, they've reached the point, Donnie, where there really isn't any other answer to this question. As you said there, it, it is time for them to move on. And there is something admirable about trying to put out a winning product year in and year out. The thing is, I don't think making big moves here means that they have to put out a losing product. But I think they need to tr- they need to trade Damian Lillard because at the end of the day, anything else is a half measure. 
moving on from Yusuf Nurkic or moving on from CJ McCollum. Those are half measures. As the radio audience enters the fold, we appreciate all those who've tuned into the early line on the Sports Grid radio side of things. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side here talking about the Portland Trailblazers on a seven-game losing streak. Here's the thing, Donnie. This is a team that has made the playoffs consistently. A, a legitimate run. They've been in the postseason every single year since the 2013-2014 season. They made a trip to the Western Conference Finals. They were promptly swept by the Golden State Warriors and blew double-digit leads And I think, every single one of the four games. But they went. They had their run. But it's not working anymore. They are horrible on the defensive side of the basketball. It does not help that you have a backcourt in Lillard and McCollum that truthfully aren't never going to maximize one another. They're just not. And here's the other scary secret for the Portland Trailblazers and why, Donnie, I think you're finally at this point where this isn't about half measures of a McCollum trade and why it needs to be Lillard. They've already basically told us, Donnie, they're not going to pay Lillard the record-breaking contract that he wants. In two years, he will be 33 and making $45.6 million, and the year after that has a player option for 48.7. Now, the NBA contracts will grow with a salary cap, but they don't want to pay him $50 million when he is 35 years old. And somewhat understandably, Donnie, as Damian Lillard and his efficiency has fallen off a cliff this season. Last year shot it at 39% from beyond the arc. He is down to 30%. He is averaging seven less points per game. If Lillard is available, Donnie, you know this as a Sixers fan. Teams will come calling and crawling and ready to offer you the best available. You cannot wait too long on this if you're Portland. No, it's time to make the move now. And also, when you take a look at an aging guard, a smaller guard, they get slower, which hurts them. A guy like LeBron James can you know recreate his game and move down low into yeah. the post with that bigger body. It's time to move on from Dame Lillard. And there's something to be said about being loyal to a city. But look, it's a new wave of the NBA here. Get out there and win your championship. Nobody's going to hold that against you, Dame. Big names out there, like some all-stars from Indiana or Ben Simmons from Philly. The time is now in Portland. We'll talk more NBA after this break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back right here on SportsGrid. Let's talk some more NBA. Yesterday's action delivered a couple of good ones. Maybe the game of the night, though. Ah, probably actually was OKC New Orleans. Wild ending there. Shea Gilgis Alexander makes an impossible shot. Devonta Graham with a hold my beer moment makes an impossible shot. And the Pels win it by three. But you also had a great game between the Lakers and the Mavericks. 107-104. The Lakers got the job done here in overtime. It is tremendous to watch this Lakers team play. Every single win, folks like myself say, 
Told you they're fine. Told you they're good. Told you they're a contender. Every loss, you have people saying, I, I need to bet this team to miss the postseason. I wonder if LeBron will retire next year. I wonder if Anthony Davis will retire next year. I wonder if Russell Westbrook will be traded. The Lakers stay hot, though. They've won three games in a row. They've won four of their last five basketball games here, Donnie. And one thing that I've continued to watch is these odds in the Western Conference. And it's not a big move, but the Lakers have now at least have find themselves at joint third option with the Utah Jazz at plus 470, and I still believe that the Lakers can continue to win basketball games, which with an upcoming schedule here of mixed mash of hard and easy, they very well will, I think, climb these Eastern Conference odds, and I don't know if they're going to jump Golden State and with how good they've been, but I think that 470 continues to tick down. No, and I do think the Lakers, again, this is about the playoffs for them. So in the Western Conference, whether they get the one seed or the eight seed or even end in the play playing games, as long as they are healthy, they should be able to be a decent team. Let's take a look at last night's game because sometimes, Kevin, you have to be a little bit lucky in order to win basketball games. What I mean by that is Wayne Ellington. Yeah, he hit that late three. But if you watch that play coming down the stretch, I don't know, three guys, including a seven-foot-three guy in Porzingis, grabbed the ball, fought over it together, and somehow the ball winds up at the three-point line, a pump fake, and a three-point shot goes down. You continue to overtime, and you get another three-point shot late by Reeves to clinch it. That was a big-time win because if you're the Lakers here, you just look at the final score, 107-104, and you move on and say, that's nice, we got that victory. You have to keep in mind, it wasn't as if you got on the road and you beat Luka Doncic in his own building. You had to win this game, and you needed a little bit of mm -hmm. luck to get it, but at the end of the season, Kevin, every single win counts the same. That's a good win there in overtime for the Lakers, 107-104. to The thing about this Lakers team that I continue to be fascinated by is the number of players that they've had to ask from big minutes from, and now, Donnie, due to the COVID issues that they went through, which eliminated Malik Monk from the potential rotation and Talon Horton Tucker and, of course, Dwight Howard, as well, Austin Reeves stepped up, played 32 minutes off the bench, five-minute threes, and, of course, the game-winning triple here overall. The Lakers are still waiting for Kendrick Nunn's Laker debut. Trevor Ariza's debut back with the Los Angeles Lakers as well. We know that those are two players that they were hoping to be a big part of the rotation. How about Wayne Ellington, Donnie, a guy that they had big hopes for, a delayed start coming into this season, made some big shots, including the shot that sent this game to overtime, placed 38 minutes, and uh, again, is in the starting lineup coming into this game overall. The Lakers' depth, the Lakers' roster is one of the main talking points of the season. Age, you know, versus just kind of overall quantity that they can throw at people here. I think they remain one of the more fascinating teams overall. One of the, also the fascinating things we saw yesterday, Donnie, was the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks, both shorthanded, both went outright as underdogs as well. The Milwaukee Bucks win 114 to 99, a ridiculous run that opened up the fourth quarter that allowed them to win this game by 15. And then the Miami Heat, Donnie, as an eight point dog against the 76ers, knocked them out 101 to 96, thanks to Gabe Vincent's outrageous seven made three point shots. Yeah, and a three-point player prop, I had him to make one. So he went seven times over that. Congratulations to him. But that's a nice win there for the Heat. And also take a look at that Milwaukee Bucks game, Kevin. So many times that we see it, right? Let's take a look at the Indiana Pacers in that game. 33 points in the first quarter. Hey, looks like it's going to be high scoring. Oh, no, they dipped down to 20 in the second quarter. How about the third mm -hmm. quarter? 34 points. Flip it over to the fourth yeah. quarter, 12 points. It's amazing that you see that so many times, Kevin. You have that offensive outburst, then a cool down, then another outburst, and then a cool down here. But the Bucks end that game basically on that 21-0 run. And when we were taking a look and saying, what do you like about the Milwaukee Bucks? And the shame of it all is a one for six from three-point range for Grayson Allen because one more three-point shot made by Grayson Allen mm -hmm. would have cashed a ticket for me. But coming into the game, what did we say? Hey, the three-point shot is probably going to be an advantage now for the Bucs with Giannis out. They didn't shoot a ton of them, Kevin, only 29. But how about this? Close to 50% as they went 14 of 29 for three-point range. The three-point shot is the ultimate equalizer in the NBA. So even when you have maybe the best player in the NBA and Giannis out, if you can drop three-pointers and drop them consistently, Kevin, you can beat anybody. You absolutely can. I remain interested in when the Indiana Pacers desire to move on from some of their key names will start to feel 
they're going to do it. I have no doubt about that. Just when they actually hit that button overall, this was the first time in a four-game window that they did not cover. Uh, it snapped at least the four-game cover streak for the Indiana Pacers. You talk about cover streaks, the Cavs, everything that they're doing is unbelievable. 13 consecutive games that the Cleveland Cavaliers have covered. Absolutely hammered the Houston Rockets overall. The Cavs are going to beat up on bad teams. They're going to hang with good teams. It basically just appears like the Cavs are a good team. We've talked about their odds to make the postseason now as high as minus 218 and 12 record. They are the fourth seed if the season ended today in the Eastern Conference, and it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. Donnie, before we transition over to any NBA preview, was there anything else from the last night's NBA board that caught your eye? Not too much there, except for this little odds boost that we captured late mm-hmm. in the night, Kevin. I'd like to say, you know, you go to sleep, you say, oh, I hope this has a good chance, and you wake up in the morning and it cashes in. Nikola Jokic getting 25 or more points last night. Carl Anthony Towns, 25 or more points last night. Cashes at a plus 230 ticket. That was great, but I want to take a quick point here on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's funny how some teams get a little bit healthy. If you look at that Cleveland Cavaliers lineup, from the young guys in the starting lineup to the depth and the veterans on the bench, that's not a bad outlook. That five-game win streak here, every game won by more than double digits except for one where they beat the Miami Heat by nine points and how about this Kevin Love seemingly an afterthought again comes off the bench plays only 15 minutes but drops three more three-point shots that's a fun three-point shooting team Kevin they shot 40 of them last night made 50 or excuse me made 18 you'll take 45 percent every night good young team here yeah no doubt about it also uh, the Wizards really struggling right now they've lost uh, six of their last seven basketball games despite the fact that some claimed their trade with Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Lakers was one of the all-time great trades in NBA history made by the Washington Wizards funny how that stuff plays out we can enter into our NBA preview by talking a little bit more I think about what happened last night with the Sixers and the Miami Heat because you have a fascinating a fascinating game tonight between the Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets right now Brooklyn is a one-point favorite, minus 116 money line. The total for this game is 213 and a half. The Sixers go out there shorthanded as well. We know that they're dealing with some issues in their own, right? They play Joel Embiid 37 minutes. Tobias Harris, the same amount. Tyrese Maxey, young legs, gets out there for 42 minutes of work. They are going to Brooklyn, but the number is so short because the Nets, Donnie, are tremendously shorthanded in their own right before we talk about what you think happens you know in terms of who covers this game or who wins a game whether it goes over under i ask you reading lines donnie does that line suggest to you that joel Embiid will be playing here on this second leg of the back-to-back it would have to, right? Like, Joel Embiid would have to be playing if that Brooklyn line is is that thin there. And also taking a look, what's that mean on the opposite side? It probably means Kevin Durant is playing. Where was this line going to be, Kevin, if Kevin Durant played, I don't know, over 40 mm-hmm. minutes in the previous game, which he did on that bum ankle, surprisingly, that yeah. played all that well coming into this game if he sits out? What a wild game here for the NBA, which one of their marquee games, hey, Sixers at the Brooklyn Nets when no superstars might play? It's pretty pretty wild. It, it is. It is. And I do, I think, I think we're going to get a three by two for this game tonight. Mm. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, we'll bet it. We'll get after it. You'll have a good three by two. Make sure it's plus money. Talk about this FanDuel early line. We, we work well together. Make sure that that is plus money. All right. Maybe Patty Mills will help us out, uh, you know, all by his own. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game. We'll talk more about that after sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. 
and dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Nets Sixers gets the pseudo primetime game, NBA TV. We know the NBA decided they don't want to battle Thursday night football anymore. We mentioned, I agree with Donnie 100%. I do believe that this line tells you Joel Embiid is going to be playing here. If for some reason Durant can play, massive swing. Embiid, very, very similar. No props available for this one overall. I think it's a difficult game, though, for me, Donnie, because the Nets... Last time out, where they go up against the Toronto Raptors shorthanded, turned into one of the all-time great over teams, a game that had 240 in regulation, finished with 260 due to the overtime period. Meanwhile, the Sixers played a game with a total of 203, and it went bang under, and they've been playing a bunch of unders. Yeah, it's... It- you can't get a grip yet on what the Sixers want to be, it seems like, Kev. Like, everyone, oh, Maxie's going to play well tonight, but then your other yeah. stars don't play well. And Seth Curry's going to make six threes, and the next night he's not going to make any threes. There's a lot to be desired mm-hmm. about the Philadelphia 76ers almost being rudderless right now, Kevin, as you wait for the Ben Simmons, you know, saga to play out and bring some, you know, reserves to the lineup that can help and score some points and help this team out. But take a look from a Brooklyn perspective on their, you know, Playing that game against the Toronto Raptors, 131-129, which is incredible, and it went to overtime. And we take a look at this team that is in a lot of COVID protocols, having players missing. You can bring up some G League guys because you're probably not mm-hmm. going to get that game, same thing on game day at 4.30 or 5 o'clock where you can't make those you know, transitions or transactions, I should just say, to bring some of these players along. But you're not bringing along all-star players. You're bringing along guys just to fill out a roster and wear a uniform. Let's also take a look at the impact, Kevin. Just two days ago, Kevin Durant, who was probably going to be a game-time decision with an ankle injury that was forced to play because otherwise the game would not have taken place at all. He played 48 minutes in that game. So now we're going to take a look at you know being in that rotation where, I don't know, eight or nine deep. Is he going to play 40-plus minutes, 30 minutes? Will be on a minutes restriction no matter what happens in this game? That's something to keep an eye on. Because if Kevin Durant plays another 48 minutes and you bet the game, obviously that's probably going to be good. 34 points, 13 boards, 11 assists, and a triple-double. But I got to say, if he's playing tonight, which I do think he will be, unless the Nets just say, hey, we're worried about the playoffs here. We might just take a loss to the Sixers and sit everybody. We'll see what happens. And then the Sixers come up with a counterpoint and say, oh, you're not playing Durant? All right, we'll sit Joel Embiid and we'll see if we'll take our chances here up against Brooklyn. That's what I want. I want I want Nash and Doc to call one another and be like, all right, listen, listen, listen. Let's let's cut cooler heads prevail. I'll sit KD, you sit Embiid, and let's let Blake Griffin and Tobias Harris show out. I, I mean, that'd be a David Duke Jr. and Kessler Edwards against Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe, the game we've all been waiting for. The other New York team is in action tonight. The Knicks are a road five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Houston Rockets. The total is 215-and-a-half. Will Kemba Walker play and maybe help this horrid offense that desperately needs a scoring punch? Probably not, Donnie. What do you make of this game here between Houston and New York? Well, the one thing you're probably going to make of is, again, Kevin, is my decision to put in Evan Fournier into my three-point prop lineup <laughs> and by the end of the first quarter. See, he's 0 for 4, basically going to get shut down the rest yeah. of the way. But I think the more interesting thing here is how Thibodeau is going to handle this game because we were joking at the end of the Knicks game, like, I'm not too sure why these guys are in the game and why they're playing 20 and 25 minutes. Some of the team, they just reappear. I'm trying to work on my rotations. Working on your rotations is something that you tinker around with in the offseason and during the preseason, not midway through the basketball season. Because quite frankly, you're not five or ten games in. 
you're over a quarter of the way through the season and we're finding new lineups each and every day to say, okay, this doesn't work. Oh, this looks like it works. The one thing that we always joke with, you know, if Derrick Rose is inserted into the starting lineup, you can go over his assist props, his rebound props, his three-point props, and his point props because he always seems to wind up in the thick of things. And also with Julius Randle as well. He's going to play a majority of the minutes. But trying to quantify who's coming in the game, Emmanuel Quickly, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, Miles McBride all of a sudden. And yes, Kemba Walker, a massive salary all-star player that sits on the bench in full uniform and never takes his sweats off i want to i want miles mcbride three-point props kevin knox yeah i mean those are the guys that are closing the only thing the only thing you're gonna know is that julius randall will play and derrick rose will play and that's it those are the only guarantees look i think you take the rockets plus the points i think you take them on the money line here the knicks are no business being favorites by this much really against any team at this rate i understand houston's on the second leg uh, of a back-to-back i think they can still keep it within that number the last time that was true they went to memphis as an eight-point dog and they covered that number here the rockets have covered eight of their last 10 games overall so that that's the way that that lines up for me i'll just quickly say i don't know why they're doing this but they're pricing drs out of his favorite market which is julius Randle for a double double minus 230 what oh. is that about? We were getting plus 140 just a short time ago. What's going on here? Huh. But like, here's the problem, Donnie. Inflation. He only has two double-doubles in his last six yes. games. Why Correct. Why is it minus two? Like this, I, I remember like we went through this issue with the three-by-twos at one point where they were not winning anymore and we were paying more juice than ever for three-by-twos. I don't understand why you're getting beat over the head here on the Julius Randle double-double price. Maybe... Julius and a Knicks win if you want the player performance double market. The Suns are back in action here against the Washington Wizards. The Wizards on the second leg of a back-to-back. I feel like every time we talk about the Phoenix Suns, they're playing someone on the second leg of a back-to-back. That is my secret way of calling them fraudulent and uh, benefiting from a bad schedule. But I'll leave it at that. They're laying nine points here, Donnie. It's 214 and a half. It's a shame this game isn't earlier because it feels like perhaps it would be your perfect appetizer game before Thursday night football from a three-point player prop perspective here. Maybe you'll still get involved, though, with this nine o'clock window. Yeah, hopefully we do, because if I have more Garrison Matthews included in my lineup, where I think he's like 0 for 19 with the past couple games that I've included him in here, expecting him to make at least two three-point shots, but you're right. The Wizards game would have been a very good appetizer, because you take a look at Landry Shamit shoots threes, Bridges can shoot it, Jay Crowder as well, DeAndre Ayton down low. That's a double-double machine that you can look at. I'm pretty sure that market is probably set sail already with a ridiculously high price. But looking overall at the Wizards, if I'm going from a Suns perspective, they should be able to win this game by 10 points, 215 and half would be doable as well. Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma. It just doesn't excite me anymore. And it wasn't too long ago, Kevin, that we were saying, now hold on here. If the season ended today, the Washington Wizards would be the top overall seed in the Eastern Conference. Remember those days? Yeah, few and far between at this point. They'll probably get loaded up there in Phoenix. Phoenix probably should win this game by double digits going away here. The odd thing, though, about Phoenix, and I don't disagree, Donnie, is is they they're just an average team against the number. They're all, they're fourteen and three against the spread this season, despite their tremendous you know straight up record right now of twenty two and five. Like you compare that to a Golden State, Donnie, who basically covers in all of their games. It feels like, and their you know twenty three and five record overall. It, it, Phoenix is a great live team. Like if you see the, at any point this game go to pick, Phoenix will come back down and, and win this basketball game overall. We have enough time. We might as well bring uh, up this Pacers-Pistons game because, well, Donnie's going to be involved in this game. Yeah. Again, this is one of, one of my great joys of doing this show and in-play sports tonight with Donnie is Donnie transitioning into a more consistent NBA better than myself. We sign in in-play sports and he goes, ooh, I'm loaded up to go. I got three-point player props like you wouldn't believe. And always on Thursdays, he has to get involved with the early games to give him something to watch while we break down our game specials and things like that before Thursday night football. The Indiana Pacers are a double-digit favorite here on the second leg of a back-to-back against the Detroit Pistons here. The total is 210 and a half. I want to add one quick note, Donnie. Cade Cunningham points prop. It's 19 and a half. Last game out, it was 18 and a half against the Brooklyn Nets. He scored 26. 
Jeremy Grant out, out for the foreseeable future. This is Cade Cunningham's team. And I will continue to look towards the Cade Cunningham points prop on a regular basis until that number is adjusted. Cade Cunningham has actually gone out there and scored 20-plus points in four of his last six games. He was doing it even before the Jeremy Grant news was official and everything like that. And perhaps, Donnie, then he might intrigue you in the three-point player prop market as well. Absolutely. If Grant's going to be down, of course, and you're looking at more shots to go around here. Cade Cunningham, also a rookie here. Is he trying to win rookie of the year? Maybe so. Does he have a chance? Maybe he does. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the evaluation process continues throughout the entire NBA season. He's going to get his shots up tonight. Sadiq Bay also a decent look there for a three-point prop, but more looking towards the Indiana Pacers, which helped me out yesterday. Made a couple three-point shots. Yeah. Always Brogdon. You're looking to include Karis LeVert. And also maybe a Sabonis three-point shot can be included. I think the line is a little bit strong here, Kevin, at the minus 10. I'm going to lean towards the dog in this one with the Detroit Pistons. And yes, this is a 7 o'clock tip Eastern time. So you know a principal play regardless of whether I like it or not. It is a must mm -hmm. that we get involved in this game early as that appetizer to Thursday night football. Speaking as well of Cade Cunningham and his three-point shots, if you're just looking for a straight bet on his over two and a half, he said that five of his last seven games. Cade mm -hmm. Cunningham really finding the stroke from beyond the arc. He's actually shooting 49% from three in the month of December. Small sample size, no doubt, but still impressive stuff overall. So that two and a half and a plus 102 number can make some sense. You know, you talk about the, the base for three-point prop parlays, minus 350 for Cade Cunningham to make two. City Bay will be in the mix. And of course, a bunch of Indiana Pacers once they kind of unleash that line of playing on that second leg of a back-to-back. -back. That'll do it for the NBA. Up next, Thursday night football. The two best teams in the AFC West, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs do battle for the second time. The Chargers took down the Chiefs the first go around. Can the Chiefs return the favor? We break that all down next right here on the early line. We'll be right back on Twitter. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thursday night football, Chargers, Chiefs in Los Angeles. The Kansas City Chiefs are a three-point favorite here. The total for this game right now is 52 and a half. Donnie, we'll talk props, no doubt, but let's start side. Let's start total, maybe even team totals here. Where are you leaning as it pertains to Thursday night football? I like where the Chiefs' direction is heading this year, Kevin, because I, I think we're finally at that mesh point here where Patrick Mahomes is probably going to get it back underway like we've seen over the past couple of years, and the defense is playing really good football. But I have a question here, and I want to see how this is going to turn out tonight because obviously Los Angeles being the Chargers, not the greatest home field advantage, but it's still a road game, right? It's still not going to be 
80,000 Chiefs fans screaming. And the reason why I bring that up here is coincidentally here with this turnaround from the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs, it's come at the expense here of the road teams in the NFL coming in to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. If you take a look at their last game on the road, you know, back on October the 24th at Tennessee, gave up 27 points in that game. Then they played the Giants at home and gave up 17 and won that game. They then played Green Bay the following week. And again, you're talking about the Giants offense. It's not great. You take a look at the Green Bay offense, which they held the seven points. But Aaron Rodgers wasn't in that game, but they were still home. They went on the road to play Las Vegas, who seemingly already in their tailspin, only gave up 14 points. But then you go back home for three straight games against Dallas. That's a very good offense, Kevin. They give up nine points. The Denver Broncos, nine points. The Las Vegas Raiders at home, nine points again. So you take a look at five of the past six games being at home at Arrowhead, where now that fans are back in the stadium, Kevin, over the past, I don't know, 30 years, when you say to yourself, what is one of the toughest home environments to play in where the fans can really get to an opposing team's offense? It's Kansas City. It's Seattle. It's maybe a dome team, you know, down in New Orleans. So it looks like that effect is back here. Now you're going to go on the road and maybe not have the benefit of one of your best defensive players in Chris Jones, but also the, not the benefit of having the crowd being on your side enough to impact the offense for the other football team. So that might open up the scoring. So just to start with that, like a side perspective, I do like the Kansas City Chiefs. It's very square in this game, but I think they're the better team. But I'm looking more towards a total here because I'm going to finally buy into that. Maybe the Chiefs aren't the greatest defensive team in the world. And we don't not necessarily saying that the Chargers, Kevin, have to get 35 points here, but they should be able to move the football with a healthy Keenan Allen coming back tonight. Also, Williams on the outside. Austin Eckler, a little bit of a question mark, but I like points in this game. I think we got some here. I think we should as well, just based on the fact that, you know, I know the the defense is playing much better for the Kansas City Chiefs, Donnie, but this is probably... It depends, I guess, what Austin Eckler, but it feels like this is going to be the best offenses that they've seen during this run, right? Because the other argument would be Dallas, and as you said, very banged up in that game, the Dallas Cowboys were. So not to take away what was a great performance from the Chiefs defense, but there's a Chargers team that will score. We saw the Chargers score on them already once this season, and I think the Chiefs will as well move the football here. The Chargers enter playing three of their last four games towards the over uh, in this spot. The one thing as it pertains to the Kansas City Chiefs, Donnie, is could the field goal end up mattering? Maybe so. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Patrick Mahomes era have never been swept by an AFC West team. And they rarely ever actually lose multiple games in the AFC West with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback here. And I don't think the Chargers and Justin Herbert are going to be the first to do it. That That isn't a cliche that it's hard to beat a team twice. I think it is hard to beat a team twice. So I think the Chiefs are the side in this football game. Because at the end of the day, like they are steamrolling teams. It, it is very funny for me to spend the entire season saying that, you know, oh, this is the Chiefs week, this is the Chiefs week, this is the Chiefs week. And it ended up kind of coming true, Donnie, for a couple of weeks in a row. And then last week against Vegas, I go, ah, you know what, maybe it stops here. You very smartly said, not only does it not stop alt-line on a pick six, and it worked out greatly. <laughs> I don't know how you get in front of the Kansas City Chiefs right now, and I certainly wouldn't do that. I think you'd be better off laying the field goal. But where this game excites me greatly is this should be a great props game. This should be a really fun game for us to get involved with with the game specials. But we'll start, Donnie, with the straight bets here. Anything from these quarterbacks or some of the wide receivers or just any of these players overall in the straight props market tonight? Yeah, if, if we're taking a look at the props market, right, you saw last week, and it's, it's, it's a two-pronged attack here from both of these teams. If I were to tell you right now, Kevin, that Patrick Mahomes throws for 240 yards, you would say probably, and the Chiefs probably still have a really good chance to win this game. If you look at it from the opposite perspective, and Justin Herbert throws for 240, you'd probably say the Chiefs probably won this game going away. So if we're looking at that market here, we have Justin Herbert here over 284 and a half yards, Patrick Mahomes over 280 and a half. I actually would be leaning more towards Justin Herbert because if I don't think the Chargers are going to win the football game, again, you have to play that angle where in the fourth quarter, instead of running the clock out, you are trying to score points, which means you're probably not running the football and throwing it much more. I think there's a pretty good chance here that Justin Herbert, even though the Kansas City Chiefs have been the best defense overall, it seems like, in the NFL over the past month and a half, there should be chances for him to push the football downfield because, again, Keenan Allen is healthy, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. Mike Williams, mm -hmm. a very good number two wide receiver to go along with him. And also keep in mind, 
Austin Eckler is going to be a game-time decision. Why is that important? Maybe a lot less handoffs in this game and more passes for Justin Herbert. I like his yards prop over more than I do Patrick Mahomes. I think that's totally fair. I think the number on Mahomes I'm fascinated by is one I was interested in last week, Donnie. It's the over-under for Patrick Mahomes' touchdown passes. Plus 170 is essentially what you're getting here on Patrick Mahomes to throw three touchdowns. Now, look, that's a big ask, and it's something that uh, outside of that Vegas game on Sunday Night Football, it's been a long time since he's done. But he did. He did do that this past week against, or excuse me, or the, the first time that they played the Los Angeles Chargers. And I think you are better off trying to play an over on Mahomes when you're getting that kind of a price there. Because, Bonnie, early in the season, you were playing regular juice, minus 110, minus 115, even minus 120s on Mahomes for three touchdown passes here. And I think sooner or later, Mahomes is just going to start to throw the football a little bit more. I mean, imagine a world, Donnie, where I tell you Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs scored 48 points, and he was only uh, through two touchdown passes overall. But, you know, defensive touchdowns and letting these running backs get involved certainly plays the factor that's a number that I'm going to be looking at here as well as the Patrick Mahomes rushing prop the first time they met the Chargers he had 45 rush yards and only four carries last week he went over uh his rushing total with 20 rushing yards here and I still maintain when Mahomes plays big games he's more likely to take off so those are a couple of the straight props correlated certainly to Mahomes in this game that I find myself interested by Donna but how about some of the game specials here you're going to get some they won't the, the numbers won't be as juicy but will, it will they will feel a little bit maybe more within reach based on these two teams what's catching your eye yeah, there's a couple of them that catch my eye. And also, if you take a look at that anytime touchdown prop market, which we've been dipping our toes into here, a couple of them make sense also, and some that don't make sense. If Austin Eckler, to me, is a game-time decision, maybe he's all that not healthy here. And, you know, he does score touchdowns and get some red zone carries, but if that's a smaller running back that's injured, maybe he's more of a decoy. He's at a minus 165, Kevin, to be an anytime touchdown scorer. So I wouldn't be looking that direction. Tyreek Hill, minus 145. Travis Kelsey, minus 105. But, like, guys like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, plus 115 makes a lot of sense. Mike Williams at plus 140. And Keenan Allen at plus 145. You know, venture to step out there. If we're going to get 50-plus points in this game, and Justin Herbert, who I think is going to have a pretty good night in the air, it's a really good chance that either A, Mike Williams, or Keenan Allen score a touchdown, or maybe both score a touchdown. But they are both plus money prices at 140 and 145, which correlates right into my next one, which I find fascinating. I think it's my favorite wager of the NFL season. And you can't do it every game. They don't offer these on every single game. But the primetime matchups with good quarterbacks like we have tonight, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You take a look here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Patrick Mahomes, one or more touchdown passes in each half. That's at a plus 120 price. You do the same thing with Justin Herbert. One touchdown pass in each half. That's listed at a plus 135. What's the worst case scenario? Each one. One of these guys throws a touchdown in the first half. You just need one of those guys to throw it in the second half for plus money. And if they both do it, you win both of those tickets. But also a plus 420 price, Kevin, for both of them to do that. So Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert to each throw a touchdown in the first half. And then the second half pays over a 4-1 to price. I think that's worthy of it tonight here. And again, trying to combat a little bit, saying, boy, that Kansas City Chiefs defense has been so good. I think Justin Herbert showed last time he can even go into Kansas City and have a great performance. He can do it again in his home building, which we're not worried about cold temperatures, Kevin, windy conditions or anything, and it's going to be a fast track. I think they can get that done. I, I think it's more than reasonable as well. One market, Donnie, that I'm – well, I'll talk a little game specials in a second here. I mean, I've been interested in these, like, most passing yards, most receiving yards market. You know, you mentioned kind of Herbert versus Mahomes. Herbert's minus 115 for the most passing yards in this game. But the most receiving yards – Hill is your favorite at two to one. Keenan Allen is the second choice at plus two fifty. Travis Kelsey is five to one. I know Kelsey's been disappointing the last couple of weeks. I think consecutive games under thirty yards receiving. He had 104 receiving yards in that initial matchup there. And Travis Kelsey is still, I believe at least. I don't know if this is something that's changed. I don't think it has. One of the best skill position players the NFL has to offer. He is five to one, Donnie, to have the most receiving yards mm. in this football game. And funny enough, Mike Williams is seven to one, who actually had the most receiving yards in that game at a 122 listing there. Just a couple of numbers that jump out a little bit. I even think the uh, Kelsey receiving prop of 66 and a half yards, you can make a bit of an argument for in this game. This is also the kind of game, Donnie, where there's so many numbers right inside that now up to 450 range that you and I so often talk about and numbers that are not typical or I should say props that are not typically in that range Mahomes for 300 passing yards and three touchdowns plus 
480, right? Uh, and a couple of, you know, Tyreek Hill, 100 receiving yards and a score of touchdowns, plus 320. But this is the kind of game where you can flirt further down the board and give yourself a realistic chance at taking down some wild numbers. I mean, if this game's explosive, right, Donnie? And usually you would kind of ha maybe hand wave it or something like this when you're talking, you know, a game that's, you know, Big Ben, Justin Fields. But how about both quarterbacks to throw three touchdowns? Pays out at plus 750. I mean, that's a monster price, but that doesn't seem unreasonable here to me. If Eckler was fully healthy, you know, CEH and Eckler to combine for 200 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns is a 10 to 1 price. Not only will some of the classic Stani that we bet in the game specials will be interesting, but some of the big bombs as well. No, you're right about it. And also, one of the more you know impressive odds that I've been looking at here this morning, particularly at the game specials up to 450 on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and it's a shame that Austin Eckler is a little bit banged up in this one. Let's just say he wasn't, Kevin. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yeah. Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, and Keenan Allen to combine for four or more touchdowns. That's at a plus 290. Now, keep in mind, that's not each guy to score here. Mm. That's a combined four touchdowns. So two out of Eckler, two out of Hill. You don't even need anybody else. But the fact that he's banged up, it's almost as if if you would have gotten and it just says, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and maybe another Chiefs running back and then still included Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen, I would still jump on that yeah. at a plus 290 price because you're factoring in the Chiefs against the Chargers who don't stop the run particularly that well. And if you remember in the last game, now that Clyde Edwards-Alaire getting a little bit healthier, he scored Kevin on runs of five yeah. and six yards in that game on the ground. That would be a nice one to look at, but I like that market more and more. Cashed a nice ticket on the FanDuel Sportsbook on Sunday night football with that one. I might jump in, but yeah. I'm a little bit leery here on Austin Eckler. So... Donnie and I often talk about each team for a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Ugh. In this game here tonight, that is plus 150. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. Perhaps it was a bad job on me not looking. Donnie, they have each team to score two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. Yes. At 19 to 1. Now, oh boy. now that's a big price. Mm. Now that's oh. a big price. Oh, ho, ho, ho. In play sports night is sure to deliver. Oh, we are going to be making some. Now, hold on, now hold on with this on one. Radio. I, I, don't know, I don't know oh. if they can each get one, Kevin, but I'm pretty sure they can each get two. So that's where I'm saying. That is exactly how yeah. it works, yeah. baby. You get after yeah. it. Donnie closes out the early line next right here on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Last segment of the day for the early line for Thursday. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Wallace carrying you through from 7 to 9 a.m. Before we hand it off to the morning after, the NFL is on our minds today, and so are coaches. So, listen up. Be quiet. 
If you're just waking up with us this morning, you're finding out that Urban Meyer is no longer the head football coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when you're a little kid growing up, what's your dad usually tell you? Hey, son, learn how to throw left-handed because you can make a really lot, a good amount of money in Major League Baseball by being a bad left-handed relieving pitcher. Or, hey, kid, throw the football here. Do you see how much money starting quarterbacks make? Or maybe you grew up and said, hey, son, why don't you be a running back? And now you switch that over to play, I don't know, cornerback where all the money is at. But you know where the real money in professional sports is now and also the collegiate level? Being a head coach. And it's why coaching football is the best job of all. You don't even have to be good at your job. Remember Hugh Jackson just a few years ago? I don't know. What was like 1-35 in 35 over his first 36 games for the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, he got paid handsomely for doing that. But let's take a look in the college ranks here. Look at these contracts that are being handed out to Lincoln Riley, James Franklin, Mel Tucker, Mario Cristobal, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban, in upwards of $10 million a year. And most of those contracts, over 10 years. So if you are bad at your job and last three years, you get seven years more of paychecks fired into your bank account, which leads me to Urban Meyer and the NFL. Look at some of these checks that these coaches are cashing in, people. Bill Belichick estimated $18 million a year. Pete Carroll, $14 million a year. Sean Payton, $14 million a year. Andy Reid, $12 million a year. Urban Meyer made it for all intents and purposes, I don't know, nine months here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if he hasn't been fired for cause, he's probably going to get wired $50 million plus into his bank account shortly. Parents, raise your kids to be football coaches, even if they're not even good at their job. But you know who's really good at his job? Ben Stevens coming up right here with the morning after from 9 to 12, right here on the grid. For myself, I'm Johnny Wrightside, Kevin Walsh in the early line. See you on Friday. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.